power on. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. The man of tomorrow is here. Not only was I here, but on Friday, was that the 4th? Let me take a quick look here because the calendar actually makes sense on this taskbar, unlike Windows 11. (laughs) Yeah, that was March 4th, 2022. I was on Declare Your Independence with, of course, the one and only Ernie Hancock. And uh, always a pleasure to be on with him. You know, Ernie's just one of those, like, Old school, and I say that with reverence. I think of myself as old school. So, you know, I'm not saying that as in like out of touch. No, (laughs) the exact opposite. Ernie is just one of those old school street activists um, that, you know, like he and I have just always had, you know, a kinship, uh, which developed into a friendship. And yeah, he's just, you know, he's one of us, right? (laughs) Total nerd, but a guy that gets personal freedom and all that jazz and, you know, about getting things done. I just love this guy. And, you know, he's been in the game long before me. (laughs) And I don't just mean in podcasting, Um, but like his, you know, again, he's just, he's a superstar in activism and, you know, really a a trendsetter in so many ways. Um, You know, this year or in really in 2021, and into 2022, um, Ernie and I have been working together a lot on things. Of course, I was featured in the Freedoms Phoenix uh, uh, newspaper, not newsletter, but full on full print newspaper that's been around. Um, and I've heard some pretty amazing stories of people that encountered that and, you know, how it man, it just, you know, hit them, uh, you know, in all the right ways. But anyway, if you're interested in hearing the article I wrote for that, um, it is in the Sovereign Tech feed. Uh and like the audio version of it and it's uh, pioneers of the private digital frontier. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, but we are certainly talking about being pioneers of the digital of the private, uh, you know, digital frontier. What we're here to talk about, um, I got asked by Ernie. Last week, just days ahead of when I did appear uh, to appear on a show. And, you know, when Ernie's like, hey, I need you to, you know, do, you know, I need you to look into this. Tell me what you think. You know, give me your review, Stallion. Like, let me let me know what you got. And what he was having me essentially like review, he's like, okay, you know, I'm having all these guys on to talk about smartphones. And, you know, we're looking at smartphones. How far along are we on, you know, smartphones being more uh, privacy centric, being more, shall we say, decentralized or ability to or have the ability to withstand um well, shall we say digital oppression by the man, um, you know, all of this. And so we actually had some guests on from some of these uh, projects. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, c- come on and, and give us your review of, you know, what you think of these things, where smartphones are at, you know, as far as all this goes and, and you know, and, and give us the deal. So I went on and I did my research and, you know, I looked into things and you'll certainly hear me discuss all of that in this episode, because I am putting the episode that Ernie and I recorded on Friday. Um, I am putting that into the sovereign tech feed. Okay. But I'm going to give you something. I want, I want to expand a little bit and perhaps bring a little more, more clarity, uh, in this opening exclusive intro, uh, for sovereign tech listeners. 
So as you'll hear me say, as soon as the show opens up uh, with Ernie, you know, the idea of a private or privacy centric smartphone, like that's an oxymoron in, in a billion ways that doesn't really exist. Even if you go with ultimately what I recommended at the end of the episode, still, you know, like privacy and smartphones, essentially privacy and connecting to cell towers is like, no, <laughs> like those, those two things just really do not equate unless, you know, you're setting up a smartphone, um, that is not attached to your identity. So you can have a degree of some of pseudon- pseudonymity, um, perhaps not so much anonymity, I mean, remember, you know, with Dark Android, my recommendation with Dark Android for years was getting a Nexus 7 and, you know, again, no SIM card because there's no security in SIM cards, Um, you know, getting a Nexus 7 and like tricking that out with, say, you know, at the time it would have been more lineage OS, even though now there are more privacy centric, even more privacy centric uh, ROMs or security centric ROMs. Uh, you know, like graphene OS or Calyx OS or, you, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. Not that you can, re- I don't think that those are necessarily available for a Nexus seven. May- maybe they are. Calyx might be, uh, anyway, that don't, I don't want to get lost in the point, but my point was, is that with dark Android, this opinion has not changed. I have always said you are not going to get privacy slash re you know, hardcore security. Uh, and those are kissing cousins, right? As we always say on Sovereign Tech, you're not going to get it with a smartphone. Not fucking possible. And a line. And that's really just even speaking more so from a software perspective. Yeah, some hardware certainly there as well. And obviously I was saying all of that before eSIMs were even a thing. That That's, that's a whole other conversation. Okay. Uh, but now from a hardware perspective, and this is another point that I bring up, uh, you know, in the, in the episode with Ernie, uh, because Ernie rightfully brings up the concern often enough on his show that, well, you know, it's made in China. And so it's essentially, you know, made, made with, with, with spyware or malware, you know, built into the hardware itself. And I'm not going to say that he's wrong, but the point that I wanted to get abundantly clear was you cannot, you cannot effectively buy hardware today, even if it's like open source hardware, you are not going to buy hardware that is not in some way made, you know, made in China. That's just, it's just not possible. Okay. Maybe you could get a Samsung that has an Exynos chip from South Korea or something like that. Not that that's necessarily going to do you any better. Hello, Samsung leak, right? That put however many galaxy phones at risk now every single one of them, <laughs> um, you know, or maybe like the Fairphone. I forget where they source, you know, their, their stuff from, but effectively, I mean, again, even open source hardware and open source hardware theoretically should solve this problem. Theoretically, uh, you know, you're just, you're, you just get over it. You're going to, you're going to, and I'm not saying that to Ernie, I'm just saying it to the world, get over it. You're going to have hardware from China. Okay. If you have a modern computing device. So any kind of like, you know, communication solution that we're going to talk about, like the hardware is what it is. Let's just, you know, we, we just got to be clear on that. Now, Ernie and I had a conversation for about an hour and a half. I was going over 
a lot of the projects, and they're mainly Android or Android-based projects, okay, that um, are trying to be uncensorable or are trying to be more privacy-centric or trying to be more secure. De-Googled is the big word going around right now. And I spend the whole time explaining, and you can listen to it. I'm not going to rehash it here. I spend the whole time explaining how 99% of these projects are full of shit. Like, they are not de-Googled. I mean, like, maybe to some degree, because they might not use the Play Store, but they're probably still using MicroG, uh, you know, or they're doing this or that, and or they're using the Aurora Store, which is still the Google Play Store, just an open source front end for it. So, and... Look, folks, it is what it is, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to rehash it here. Um, so, I, I mean, really, like, I called bullshit on all of these projects. Now, I called bullshit on them, and this is what I want to bring clarity to. I called bullshit on them based upon what, what I always call bullshit on, what I've called bullshit on, for, on Sovereign Tech for the past 10 years, is their marketing speak. That's what I'm calling bullshit on. I am not saying that... Uh, I, I don't know what, what was, was the clear phone? Is that one of them or what, whatever these things look I, like, I, like I said, during the episode, a lot of these people have their hearts in the right place. Okay. Like I get what they're trying to do. I get that they're trying to build things that don't exist yet. And they're essentially using these early projects to fund, um, you know, future projects, right. To fund the development of, you know, more decentralized or distributed networks and whatever else. Okay. Or distributed storage, you know, whatever that happens to be. I understand very well what they're trying to do. I do not necessarily disparage what in the abstract, what they're trying to do, but I very much feel like they are making promises that their, their present hardware cannot keep. Okay. Their, their smartphones are you know, writing checks that the hardware can't cash. Okay. And you'll hear me explain more of that in the episode with Ernie. Okay. As, as to why that is true, but let me be clear here. Okay. There are, I am not saying there aren't markets for what they are putting out there. Okay. Yes. Is it a fine and dandy thing to have a smartphone that does not have you know, Google's uh, uh, services and software pre-installed. Yeah, sure. That's a fine thing. And still be Android based. Yeah, sure. That's a fine thing. Okay. Like, like n there are people where that is a real solution for them, where they just don't want to be in the duopoly. Okay. Um, and they don't want like Google shit, just like baked right in. I get that. Okay. There's a market for that sort of person. There are people who, yeah, they're like, you know, I don't want to necessarily say older people, but there are people who let's just say less tech savvy. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not knocking them at all. There are people who are, I mean, a lot of them are in my audience. You know, I love you. There are people who are less tech savvy, who just hate Google, hate Facebook, hate Apple, you know, hate, hate the, the sinister six, right. They hate all the tech giants. And so they just want to, you know, they just want to as best as possible get away from their data collection. Okay. Then, I mean, again, I argue in the episode that you're not totally getting away from it, but are you making it more expensive for the Sinister Six? Yes, in purchasing these smartphones. 
And that's great. But again, the marketing around it is that this is making you uncensorable. This is making you, this is getting you, perhaps the marketing is even not just getting away from the tech giants, but ultimately getting away from, you know, from the government. Um, and, and none of that, like that shit is just, no, the, the, the smartphones cannot do that. And I will say it here now because I don't exactly express this in, in the episode. Um, you know, like for the, the, the money that they're charging for these abilities that again, don't even live up to the hype, um, is outrageous. You are playing, you are paying on average, at least, at least five X what you should be paying for smartphones that, that do this kind of job. Okay. Um, you should not be spending $500. You sure as fuck shouldn't be spending $1,200, you know, for a degoogled smartphone. That's outrageous. Um, one of the projects that I am, uh, you know, more appreciative of is uh, Ghost Phone, which if you go to um, like the Vanu podcast, you go to what is it? The Liberty Under Attack store or whatever. Um, you know, Shane sells Ghost Phones there. Um, and really all they are are Pixel 3s, I think, with Calyx OS on them. Um, that's that's a fine option. You know, and, and for a far better price, by the way, and you're actually getting great hardware with Google's, you know, Pixel series, which I consider to be generally the best smartphones on the market as far as bang for buck and hardware that you're getting overall, and as well as the openness to developers, which all great things. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you're really wanting to get into this, like that's direct and, and in a cost effective way, the ghost phone is a great direction to go. Okay. If you need that Android you know, if you need that Android base. Now, the best thing you can do is, you know, get your, uh, get your latest, you know, get a, get a pixel six and put graphene OS on it. Now graphene OS will only support. And the reason I'm saying like, get the latest pixel line is graphene OS will only continue support for the latest or for as long as Google supports, um, you know, software for a pixel phone, because, you know, they, they build off of, um, you know, the, the pixel, uh, OS image. Okay. Which is fine. Um, but graphene OS is the best direction to go still better than Calyx OS. Um, and, and, and that's really what you'd want to do. And then you could use something like stealth.link because the pixel six particularly has an eSIM in it. Um, and, you know, and you can get your, your phone number and all that and, and have a degree of pseudonymity, um, all great options there. Okay. So, in my opinion, if you know, you'll hear me, you'll hear Ernie and I talk about a bunch of different Android phones that are supposed to be de-Googled and all this crap. And again, which they're really not, um, or at least a lot of them really aren't. Uh, and so my recommendation, you know, though, would be to either, if you need to go more cost effective with an Android phone, you want to go with a ghost phone, or if you want to, and, and the, the guy doing, I mean, I know him like, 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 like Jim Biconic is James is great. Okay. He's like just a guy who, I mean, listen to him on podcasts and you'll hear a lot of synergy between he and I, and, you know, as far as like, like our philosophies, um, you know, towards technology. So, you know, ghost phones, I think are, are a totally valid option. Um, but if you want to go the full distance, yeah, you know, and, and, and you have the spare change, uh, grab a pixel six. You don't need a six pro unless you really want that for some reason, grab a pixel six and, and, and get graphene OS on it. 
Um, because that's going to be, that's the option that, you know, does not have micro G. In fact, well, I'll tell you, I, I was actually really pleased to see this. Um, Graphene OS put in the Google Play Store of all things, uh, both their camera app, which is, you know, a privacy centric camera app and their lockdown PDF viewer. I mean, round of applause for Graphene OS, you know, to, to do that. I mean, if anything, it's just getting their name out there and it did get them some more press. Uh, so I applaud that. I think that's wonderful. I particularly did, uh, actually I did install, um, their, their secure, uh, PDF viewer. So those options are out there. If you want to see what, it, you know, if you want a little preview of some of what you may interact with on, on graphene OS. Um, but that's, that's the direction you'd have to go. Now, the reason why a lot of people don't want to go to graphene OS and why a lot of these, <laughs> uh, I, 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 like I want to rip on them so hard and I, and I don't mean ghost phone. I mean, all the other guys. Okay. I want to rip on them so hard because again, like I, I don't like what they're selling here. Okay. <laughs> um, but the reason that they're not offering phones with graphene OS, which is the best option for Android compatible phones is simply, you know, like they know that the average person they're going to get to buy their bullshit phone wants, you know, apps that are in the Google play store and graphene OS is not going to offer that. I mean, graphene OS can do like the sandbox version of the Google play store and all that. And you know, that that's interesting. Um, but most people just aren't, aren't going to go through the, the level of technicality needed to make this shit happen on graphene OS. Um, and in one sense, I'm like, you know, well, the point of getting on graphene OS is fucking getting away from the duopoly. So why go through that hassle anyway? Anyway, if you're tech savvy, go with graphene OS. <laughs> there. If I made that clear and look, you can get a pic, you can go for a pixel five, a doesn't whatever. Uh, and that'll last you a good while. Cause I mean, even that phone's barely a year old. Um, but, but that's it is they know that people want access to whatever bullshit, like bullshit, like, I don't know, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever, whatever it happens to be, even though some of this stuff you can now very easily run through, you know, a web browser and still have either full featured or fairly uh, a full featured experience. But I mean, the, you know, the reality is you can't use these services app or not really. And, you know, say you have a private anti-censorship or, or censorship resistant phone. It's just not true. So my ultimate response, my ultimate answer to what was being discussed, you know, to, to what, like, as far as, okay, what phone should people, if you're in like, say a community that, you know, wants secure communications still wants to be able to call, you know, as in phone call, real phone call, call grandma or send text messages, maybe get access to telegram and whatever else. But you want to have like something that can, that actually is censorship resistant and, um, you know, is not only censorship resistant, but also isn't reliant upon, or can ultimately not be reliant upon the telcos. And, you know, cause we talk about how AT&T shut down 3G and, and, you know, other things you've got to go with a Linux phone and that's the end of the story. Like, like that, like there, there it is. That's it. That's it. It's over. Get a Linux phone. <laughs> Don't bother with the Android alternatives. Get a Linux phone. 
And I get into a bunch of other things. I, I justify, you know, this, this statement throughout the episode. So I want you to listen to that to be able to. So, but let me be clear here about, you know, the amazing, uh, uh, you know, where we're at with Linux phones and why I think it's time for this. So a major argument that I make is that you're, you know, while you're, yes, you know, a Linux phone is going to cost you $500 at least, um, because the hardware is so open and because there's such an amazing maker slash developer community around Linux phones, particularly the Pine phone or the Pine phone pro from Pine 64, um, you're getting a lot more than a phone and you're getting something that is going to have essentially a support community, you know, for years to come. Uh, so the pine phone pro was my main recommendation. Now I kept bringing it up the issues with supply chain because there are features, even getting your hands on a pine phone pro right now can be a challenge. And there are hardware, uh, features that you might not be able to access right now either. One of those being, um, that you can get an add-on card, which allows a pine phone to do low rock communications. Okay. Which we got into in a previous episode. Um, on declare your independence back. I want to say this is in November or December of 2021, um, where that is a technology that I am testing out and you would be able to access, you know, other, other, uh, devices on a network that are all using LoRa within a certain radius. This is a wonderful thing because it makes, it's not, you, you're not only concerned around because, okay, for example, like with Android, you can run the Briar app, right? Now the Briar app can use the big, bad internet too, of course, but Briar's, you know, it, it's top trick is it can just use the radios built into your smartphone to communicate with other smartphones. It does not need the telcos. It does not need, uh, you know, the big, bad internet. That's the right move. The issue is those radios built into your little smartphone do not have great range. They have range, just not great range. Okay. And yeah, you could do some hopping and whatever else perhaps. Um, but range is a very real issue. LoRa solves. I mean, that's the right direction that Briar is going in, which is why I've been supportive of it since the thing was in beta. I was talking about it way ahead of anybody else years ahead of anybody else. Um, but you, you know, so Briar's the right direction. LoRa is the hardware implementation that we really need to bring that dream that Briar was bringing to reality, uh, you know, to bring it more into reality where now you have range. Now you have real range and you can do repeaters and you can do other things. Okay. So, you know, and, and you're going to be hard pressed. Maybe you could connect a device to, you know, like, like the OTG port, you know, the, the USB-C port on, on your average smartphone. Um, you know, to, to where you could take advantage of low raw, but nobody's developing that yet. Okay. There just isn't a community when it comes to Android around that sort of thing. So the Linux phone, particularly the pine phone pro becomes a wonderful option because you can add on this hardware and it's officially supported. Um, and in fact, most apps that can even like work with a lot of, or, you know, that take advantage of the hardware around low are also, not uninterestingly are, you know, a lot of them are Linux based that aside, um, because a lot of people are doing it with raspberry Pis to do, you know, whatever kind of hobby projects, but you know, we're taking hobby projects and turning them into, uh, survival projects, <laughs> like life or death communication projects. Right. Um, and that's, that's the plan. Um, and it's something that I am actually working on, on developing right now. Um, but anyway, so, so the, the, the pine phone pro 
and this is what I was getting to. Yes, there's hardware you can add on. In fact, I love this. You can actually get um, a hardware keyboard to attach to this to the PinePhone Pro, turn it into a clamshell device, which I love that, um, but have hardware buttons. We all love hardware switches, right? On Sovereign Tech, you know, we always say the world is perishing from a lack of hardware switches. Uh, of course, the PinePhone Pro already has hardware switches that hard again, and they're hard switches. They're not soft. They're not soft switches. They're hard switches that cut off the fucking wire to the radios, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, you know, 4G, whatever, on the device. You want that? They've got it. Okay, but you can also add on your own keyboard. Now, the beauty of that also adding on your own keyboard, aside from aesthetic of how great it is to have like an actual hardware keyboard on a smartphone again, uh, which believe me, I've missed for the past five, six, seven years. Um, the beauty is because it is a essentially a full on Linux, you know, distro, it's running Manjaro um, because it's full on Linux. You can connect. Uh, you know, your, your pine phone to a dock similar to like Samsung decks. Okay. You can connect it to a dock and you can, and, I'll, and I talk about this in the episode and you can connect, you know, a, a, a monitor, you can connect keyboard, mouse, all kinds, you know, even external hard drives. You can, ex, you can connect all kinds of shit to it and you have your computer in your pocket, right? Granted, you got to connect it to external shit, but you can do that. And you have a full on desktop experience. Granted, some there'd be some limitations on what software you can install because not all Linux software has been uh, coded to where it can work on an ARM processor, which is what you're dealing with. But a lot of it has, you know, and if you've experimented at all with, uh, for example, like a Raspberry Pi running Linux, whether it's Ubuntu or Raspberry Pi OS or whatever, which, by the way, the 64 bit version, the official full on out of beta 64 bit version of Raspberry Pi OS is out there now. And it's it screams. I love it. Um, but if you if you've messed with that, you have an idea of what software you can and cannot install. OK. But, oh, yes, you can put Telegram on there. You can put audacity on there. You can put all kinds of things. I mean, this becomes, so what I'm getting at here is for $500 plus, you are not just getting a Linux phone. You know, you're not, you are getting a full on computer. Okay. That can become a desktop computer that has constant LTE connection. If you want it, if you want it to be constant, again, hardware switch can kill it all. And you know, you've got a computer that has the internet at all times. So you're buying a computer. You hear me like, like this is what makes it so great is that this is something that can go the distance for you. It's not just a shitty smartphone that you're going to throw in away in a year or two. It is a full on computer and you can treat it as such. So the Linux phone is, it's not only a matter of, you know, like, like, you know, being censorship resistant about, you know, being more privacy centric and more secure. It's also a matter of value that you are getting maximum value out of the money you spend into the smartphone because again it is more than a smartphone it is a computer and it is a computer that will likely be supported um i mean it's all open source so if you're you know if you're savvy enough you you could support it yourself um you know for many 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 years all right so it's not something that that just has to be thrown away even if you stopped using it as a phone you could use it as a project computer forever you know, or, or well, arguably forever, <laughs> obviously no hardware lasts forever. 
And again, there are so many other, you know, like devices. I mean, Pine 64 has like a range of hardware that they support and that they keep putting out there and like the accessories and everything that you can plug into this thing. Um, it's awesome. Like, it's amazing what you can do. The low is just the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Um, so the Pine phone, particularly there are other Linux phones, but the Pine phone is the one that gets me really excited, uh, especially the Pine phone pro, but this is the way to go again, the apps. If you're concerned about apps, not having, you know, like, okay, sure. If you want to be able to access Snapchat or your banking app or, you know, other stuff like that. All right. Linux phones are not for you. You're still in this, in the system. I understand. Like, believe me, I understand. I have a smartphone that wholly exists to interact with businesses and the world at large. Okay. But if you are wanting you know, a smartphone that has SMS phone calls. Yes, you could do telegram. Um, you could do a lot of things just through progressive web apps. You know, you could still get access to a ton of apps just through the, just through the mobile web browser installed. Okay. Um, then, you know, this, this is, this one's for you. <laughs> they say this buds for you. Well, this Linux phone is for you and it's ready. You know, yeah, we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go before the Linux phone becomes something that you know, especially the non-tech savvy, you know, could really be comfortable, could be a hundred percent comfortable with, um, or, you know, that, that might have more of a, a app ecosystem of some kind around it. We've got, we've, we have a long way to go on that, but if you are looking to have that, you know, we used to, so, and, and this is something I need to bring back into sovereign tech. We used to do threat levels. Okay. Like you had threat level one, threat level one is just that run of the mill hacker, who's just waiting for somebody to fuck up at the airport or at Starbucks or something like that. Okay. Uh, no hacker is run of the mill. You're an exceptional person if you're not just a script kitty, but you get my point. So that's threat level one. The Linux phone is going to thwart that, uh, or is going to do its level best of any smartphone at thwarting that, um, threat level two is when you get into, um, like other, other tech giants, other businesses, you know, like, like more, more corporate or industrial espionage, a Linux smartphone is going to do very well as well as any phone can against threat level two. In fact, actually do better than most smartphones. Um, because it's not going to give your data to even anybody in the duopoly. You're not going to give your data to Microsoft, to Apple or Google. Okay. As to where, if you're using an iPhone or an Android phone, there's a good bet you're going to give to either or of those. All right. Um, and then there's threat level three, which is nation states. Okay. Uh, a Linux phone, I think is your best shot against nation states, uh, without, you know, giving your data to at the same time to Google or Apple. So if you're the type that's particularly concerned about threat level three, Linux phone is, is your best shot. If you want a smartphone. I mean, the best thing to do is just not to have a fucking smartphone, especially when it comes to privacy. Like I said, those things, you know, they're oil and water um, by design. But, you know, your best shot against threat level three is still a Linux phone. Threat level four, of course, was the last threat level. And that was uh, those were threats on a, shall we say, a more cosmic order. And <laughs> nothing we really have except for maybe radios uh, are, are going to help you there. So <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, little Baofeng radios, but that that's a completely different conversation uh, <laughs> and a wild one and a, and a speculative one. Um, and that that's why I did it. But anyway, um, so threat levels one, two and three Linux phones, your best shot. There it is. Um, 
and you know, like all the, most of these other guys, I mean, just understand that you're always making trade-offs when you're dealing even with, you know, unless it's like graphene OS, like you're, you're really always making a trade-off. Okay. Now, again, I, I, I want to be clear here as much as some of these people I want to rip on, like, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. I get the funding model they're going for. I might think that that's crap. You know, like if you're selling me on these services, develop the services first, then charge me. But it's the other way around. And again, you're charging people five to 10 X what they should be paying for those phones. And I think that's horseshit. Okay. Um, but I get it that their heart is very much in the right place and that they are looking at a future that, you know, more that I would be interested in. Um, ultimately, I'd rather be in a future without smartphones. But, you know, well, th there's some debate as to whether that's going to happen. But the problem is, it's not like we're going to a future without smartphones and we're going, uh, you know, back to where computers are the primary affair and you have a lot of control over your computer. Um, we're going towards, no, we're getting past the smartphone because we're going to, you know, start jamming shit into our brains or we're doing AR or whatever else, um, you know, or, or we're all wearing AirPods, which fuck that. Uh, so I wanted to make sure all of this was really clear. And that's why I did this intro. We'll wrap it up here and I'll let the episode with me and Ernie, let it ride it right out. Okay. I won't come back at the end. Um, but again, just to make it quick, Unless you're buying something with Graphene OS pre-installed or you're buying a Linux phone. I mean, you're buying into something that may, you know, be helpful in the future. Okay. Um, like I said, the ghost phone is a great, you know, more of a budget option. Okay. Um, that I'm not going to disparage at all because I really appreciate and I know that, you know, their heart is, at, or, you know, I know what they're trying to do and it's absolutely the right direction. But, you know, like, like clear phone, freedom phone, some of these other ones. Um, no, <laughs> no, y you know, I mean, it, like if anything, it's just, it, maybe it'll make you feel better, you know, about, uh, yourself and that you think you're, you know, not supporting, um, you know, the duopoly or the tech giants, but it's not really providing you an appreciable difference in experience, uh, than, you know, than, than the average Android phone, you know, you buy, uh, you know, off the shelf as it were, or the app or an Apple smartphone, right. Or, you know, an iPhone. Um, so, okay, that's it. I'm going to wrap this one up. I wanted to make this really clear, uh, and, you know, make sure you have like the latest and clearest information. Um, if you have questions, feel free to ask them. Of course, best place to get access to questions is to go to Sovereign Tech's Patreon, patreon.com slash Sovereign Tech. I do a Wednesday Q&A every single Wednesday. They usually go an hour plus, get to a ton of questions. And, you know, I'm happy to respond to them there uh, as well as in the Discord channel. And I will, but I'll wrap it up here. I will see all of you whoo, on the other side. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. 
And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Tonight, let us make them remember we are not afraid! Out of fear. day today. Manchester out. You know, it's kind of windy here. We got the dome out there covering just blowing. Uh, uh, we we cinched that one down this time because, damn, you know, uh, we, we learned our lesson. God, man, this mountain out here is so beautiful. We're going to have to start making that part of the, you know, the shoe. Sometimes I do a remote and we just take the laptop out there and we'll do a, you know, the thing interviews and it's pretty cool, but it's got to be the right temperature. Well, it's not. It's starting to get hot. It was 80-something degrees last couple of days. I'm like, hell no. 86-something degrees. I'm like, hell no. You know, I we talking with a guy in Puerto Vallarta or outside of Puerto Vallarta in the mountains, and he's wearing a hoodie in Mexico. I go, what the hell? How high are you? You have to be at least 7,000 feet. Are you kidding me? So well, we're, we're now we're up into Hampshire again. We had Jeremy Kaufman on this morning, and now we're talking to Dr. Brian Sovereign, Sovereign Tech. You know, it, okay, we're going to tell you about, about Brian here. Other than him being purdy and everything, looks like Mr. Clean all muscle over there. All right, for the past 10 years, Dr. Brian Sovereign has been the host of the popular science and tech podcast, Sovereign Tech. With a history of working for multiple tech companies and having been involved in the cyberpunk community since the 1990s, he looks younger than he is, I guess. His work has been featured in The Guardian, Gizmodo, and other major outlets. As an author, his books include the top-selling Android security manual, Dark Android. He is presently a denizen of the freer state of the New Hampshire. And then we Donna has his other bio and links and websites and all that kind of stuff. But... Okay, we got to get past a couple things here. One, dark android, you know, I guess, uh, you know, they're, they're good guys, bad guys, whatever that's going to be talking about is your phone and your android and, uh, you know, ghost phones. We're going to talk about, you know, Linux phones and, you know, some other projects, silent.link and uh, android alternatives will be discussed. So this is, you know, ghost phone. We're just looking for a phone. Now, I already have gotten in. To, uh, you know, let's go ahead and say hello. There you go. All right. I've already, I've already gotten into, um, we went ahead and uh, bought a Rob Braxman X2. We have close friends that uh, just ordered that also and got uh, a clear phone. And we're going to directly compare. And their IT guy is going to work with us on, uh, you know, taking a looky-see and see what's up. So I'm... Um, I'm already kind of, you know, deciding that, you know, we definitely need to get this phone thing done. And they had a uh, a unique situation came up. They were out doing um, protesting, and all of a sudden their AT&T shut off, and it didn't work. They couldn't post anything. Like, what nefarious thing happened there? Well, I talked to their tech guy, and they said when they shut off, because it was an international phone that did roaming and went around, you know, the world, I guess, a, you know, travelers. And uh, it counts on data, I think, is 4G, and then their voice was on 3G, or it split the two or something. Well, they stopped supporting 3G. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, 3G went awake, and your phone doesn't work. And I'm going, what the crap is that? 
You know, did that come with a warning or something? I'm, I'm tired of, oh, man, they make you get and you can't have and not anymore. So um, we're looking at, you know, uh, we, we've talked to several guys. We have some, I tell them, you know, whether I buy it or not, I'll give you as an option, pep you on the site, put you up. People need to start getting off the phones. They can do their own shopping, you know. And uh, talk to you, probably not a scumbag, give you an ad just for freebie for helping get us informed. But we did the Brax X2, um, um, uh, Rob Braxman, because, you know, he promised us a little bit of customer service. Oh, he's got customer service? What's that? I, well, the phone is like, you got it, right? Well, there's your customer service, you know. So I'm going, eh, I need somebody to kind of walk us through in case because grandpa. So we have um, the Brax X2. We've been talking with the guys over the years about the uh, clear phone and their little garden that they're operating in and how that works. It's an interesting concept. We'll see how that goes. So we have some people getting those. Well, there's been a promise of Android, I mean, of uh, Linux phones since forever. Remember, God, decade ago, they're going, oh, yeah, man, you, you're going to have a, a, your, your Linux laptop and your Linux tablet and your Linux phone. It's all going to sync up, and the man need not touch it. And I go, well, I'm in. When's that going to happen? Uh, oh, you know, tomorrow to, to never. I mean, you know, I'm like, wow, okay? So then we have things like privacy phones. We talked with John McAfee before his untimely demise, and he was doing the privacy phone. I promised, oh, yeah, you're, you get one of the first ones. Well, then he found out that, well, to make it work, you had to phone home to the man or it wouldn't work and stuff. But then you get into ghost phones and all that. It's time to start making a break. And my thing, I've been telling the audience for a long time, if you're going to be on the list, be on top of the list. It's safer there. I'm going, yeah, yeah, here I am. Yep, here I am. I sent what file? I downloaded what? I looked at what? Absolutely. And there you go, yeah, Ernie, we got him so bad. Yeah, boom. And he's gone. Ernie was here a minute ago. What happened to him? Okay? And I go, <laughs> you know, well, I, you know, it's about ready. Here we go. And one of these things, who do I need to talk to? Dr. Brian Sovereign from Sovereign Tech will explain it to me. So go ahead and tell us what we're going to talk about and all the goodies you can give me over the hour. Sure thing, Ernie. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, first, the first thing I guess I'll say is uh, we're going to cover a lot of phones, um, and some of which you've talked about I think are worth uh, visiting. Now, I'll be clear, they're my opinions. My opinions may not reflect the opinions of Declare Your Independence. Um I don't but, have an opinion. It's probably going to be Brian's right. opinion anyway. You know, whatever. That's why you got me here. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I think a really key point to bring up fast is, you know, there are a lot of different use cases and a lot of different demographics that need a lot of different things. Okay. So, you know, a lot of what we're going to cover with Linux phones and Android alternatives and so on um, may, you know, some of those may work for some groups, some may not work for others. And I'll try to be specific, you know, on that and, and, and differentiate, you know, when needed. Um, but I think the first thing to really bring up is the, the very phrase, and, and I chose this phrase as far as like, you know, what we we're going to bring up, um, the very phrase of privacy phone is really an oxymoron. Um, I mean, like that it, it's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but good luck, um, you know, as far as this idea of having like anything remotely like perfect privacy. And it's not just smartphones. This is also a, you know, a very serious challenge, even for your, your desktop PC or your laptop to have something remotely like privacy and have interconnectivity at the same time. Um, so it's, you know, it's really important to get that like out in front. And it's, I mean, I, I like 
that a lot of these uh, developers and a lot of these personalities that are coming out with, you know, uh, uh, like what they would call privacy-centric smartphones, um, that they're getting used to using the term de-Googled phone because that's a much safer term to use. To say de-Googled, okay, that's good. I mean, it's great that, all right, Googles may not be, may not, and I say may not because I don't think there's perfect honesty. Well, here. it may not be, you Go know, de-Uncle Sam or de-something right, right. or whatever, but at least de-Googled or de-Facebooked or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I can appreciate that, that they're, they're being more specific in their terms. They're saying that it's, it's de-Googled and that the information's not going to Google. Now, the problem is that's not always true either. Um, I've looked at many de-Googled phones, and no, they're still sending data to Google. Um, and, and, and I recognize the tremendous challenge that it is to, to not to have something, to have a smartphone that operates in a mainstream way for a mainstream user um, and not communicate with Google. I mean, you brought up like McAfee earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was actually kind of humorous when he had his, his privacy phone. And I don't necessarily mean any disrespect to him, but, you know, because why knock the dead? Um, but the idea uh, that he'll come it, back and kick your ass. Right. <laughs> exactly. I went or, <laughs> you know, I'll be joining him in hell, so I don't want to know. I don't need him, you know, being there ready with a pitchfork. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, like when he showed off the first picture of his privacy phone, he had the Google Play Store on it. And it's like, what are you talking about being on a privacy phone? You know, like like right there, you're you're instantly running into a problem. Um, so a lot of these smartphones have gotten to the, a lot of these like more Android based smartphones, which you have a lot of different operating systems, not just Android. I mean, they are what you would call like an Android alternative or a custom Android version. Um, you have a lot of these available now, uh, but even those will often, and we'll talk about it, even those will often still communicate with Google services, even though, again, they say they're de-Googled or it's an Android without uh, Google's custom, uh, well, custom code, uh, essentially, you know, on top. Um, but, and, and I want to I get into that, and it's really all going to culminate into, you know, what is my best recommendation right now to use, uh, especially when we're talking about, you know, like ClearPhone is, what are they charging for the lowest end? 500, was it, or 400? Yeah, Something no, like they, they, uh, the couple that got it, they paid, delivered with all the goodies. It was $2,600 for two phones. Yeah, their high end, I know, is over 1,000, yeah. Yeah, um, Freaking twenty six hundred over two phones. I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, so when you're laying down that kind of money, you want something that's going to, you know, give me a foot massage. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) It should. It should come with a whole spot. That price, maybe no, (laughs) but yeah. Um, So, I guess we could start off, you know, talking about like real quick why get away from Google in general. Uh, I mean, I think the the answer is actually pretty obvious which is Google is collecting all of this data and Google has frankly a really a swinging door to the government. I mean, they just have that open. They are, you know, you know as long it, as it got to be ahead. funny when they did, um, you know, it was, uh, for, you know, do no evil. That was their big slogan. Yeah. And then finally they're like, yeah, we just take that slogan off the wall. They actually <laughs> literally did it. They just said, yeah, they we, took we it can't right have out. that up there anymore. It's just, everybody's <laughs> making fun of us, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it, I guess in that case, at least they were honest uh, for once, which, which you don't get that often, certainly not in government or Silicon Valley. Um, 
But right now, uh, you know, I think with a lot of things going on in the world, a lot of the, uh, shall we say, upheaval in varying geographic uh, areas, um, people are realizing, wow, this data collection could, you know, really, you know, really be harmful. Um, and there's even more mundane reasons, you know, to, to, to do that uh, or, you know, to be concerned around what your, your data and metadata that your phone is generating, you know, uh, what's being done with it, of course. So uh, people are recognizing, you know, they don't want to go to Apple because Apple's no better. And really, let's be clear here, Apple is no better than Google before anybody thinks that. Um, a lot of, you know, I've been in, I've been doing my podcast for, you know, 10 years now. And uh, I'll often hear the refrain, you know, or I'll often hear the statement, okay, Google bad, so I'll go and use Apple. And th what they'll do is they'll say, yeah, but Apple won't work with government because look at the San Bernardino shooter, you know, from a few years ago. Well, what, yeah, what people forget about that is the same, you know, what Apple said to the FBI when, when the FBI went to Apple with the San Bernardino shooter's phone and said, hey, will you unlock this for us? They didn't say they wouldn't unlock it. They said, no, look, the way we set this thing up, we couldn't. We would do it for you if we could, but we just can't. So it's not that Apple wasn't willing to unlock the phone for them. Apple's totally willing to hand over whatever data to the government. They have no problem doing that. The problem was is just that they couldn't in that case, okay? Yeah. So, you know, people thinking that somehow Apple is going to protect their data, they're just dead wrong. Like, like they, they have no concept of the history of what that company, you know, has done and how they have worked with the government in the past. So Apple is not an answer. Google is not the answer. Uh, but Google is, you know, Android itself, which is Google's operating system, which they didn't even develop. They bought that out, to be clear. You know, I don't want anybody to think that Google is somehow some kind of great innovator or some amazing company. They're not. They're I did not either. know that. So Android went on the phones that when Google bought them? Correct. Yeah, they bought them. Uh, this would have been around 2008 that they, they ended yeah. up buying out uh, Android. And which is very similar to what Microsoft did. Like Microsoft bought DOS. They didn't develop MS-DOS. Um, they, they would develop Windows later on. Of course, they'd copy Apple for that. But yeah, I mean, most of these Silicon Valley companies, like they get held, upheld as like these great innovators. None of them are, not even close. Yeah, you watch uh, a movie. I remember ahead. this. It was called The Pirates of Silicon Valley. I and, love that movie. And yeah, it you know, tells you the real story of how this and Bill Gates and, you know, you know that great of geniuses you might be led to believe. Yeah, yeah, not not at all, not at all. I mean, just like YouTube, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, Google's so great for running YouTube." They bought YouTube in 07, like in 07. They, they didn't make YouTube, you know. Like the, these companies don't innovate for anything. But regardless, um, so Android is based, you know, is a is a customized version essentially of Linux. Okay, it's based on the Linux kernel. Now, that was you know ten years ago. It's still true that yeah, at its base, it does have a Linux kernel. But Google has put so much on top of that. Um, it, it, I don't even, at this point, I don't think it's fair to even call it Linux, uh, even though technically in a way it still is. Um, so that's a key point to, to keep in mind. Now, because it is based on Linux, though, it has been modified significantly um, by a lot of different developing teams of varying sizes. And so you have Android alternatives. Probably the most popular is what's called Lineage OS. So it's still based on Android, but it's, you know, it's quote unquote de-Googled, or at least it can be de-Googled. There are a couple other ones. There's what's called Calyx OS. Um, there's Graphene OS, which is probably the best of the bunch. Um, and there are a few others. And even uh, companies like Freedom Phone, um, they've, they claim to have their own, like, Freedom OS. I think Clear Phone might even have put out a claim about, you know, doing Clear OS or something like this. 
Um, but really a lot of these, you know, a lot of these other projects are more or less, they're either basing it off of graphene OS or they're basing it off of lineage OS. Okay. Um, and I understand why they want to do that. They want to do that because they want to have an op, you know, they want to have a smartphone experience that is easy to use and somewhat familiar and uh, to, you know, to mainstream users, grandma, whoever, um, and something that will that at least has the capability of having the apps that just about everybody is used to using, whatever that happens to be, even if it's just like. Signal yeah, but a lot of these apps that you make it, you can load it on, but you, you know, you're loading on the tracking. Well, what's the freaking point? Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. you got to know what to be able to download. Yeah, exactly. So, and I have a real issue with like a lot of these. You know, like the again, the idea of de-googling, I think, is absolutely like it's the right direction. But if you look, if you go, if you do a little more research on a lot of these different smartphone options that are out there, um, so like because it's de-googled, it won't have the Google Play Store, which is the way that you normally get apps, whatever app that happens to be. Right. Um, so what they'll use instead is they'll use one of two things, or maybe both at the same time, which I think creates complexity that's unnecessary. But they'll use either F-Droid, which is a completely open source, independent app repository, okay? But that is also an app repository that is not going to have the YouTube app. It's not going to have the Facebook app. I mean, it might have, like, things that could access those, but it's not going to have those specific apps that people are used to. Um, so they'll either use that, which I think F-Droid is great, or they'll use what's called the Aurora Store. And a lot of times they'll even just rebrand the Aurora Store. Because it's open source, they'll rebrand it and give it, like, its own name. Like, I think the Freedom Phone calls it the, the Patriot app or something, some nonsense name like that. Um, but the problem here is a lot of reasons that people want to get a more privacy-centric phone or a de-Googled phone is they're concerned about censorship. They're concerned that, say, if they want to access, I don't know, some crappy, you know, social media app made by uh, somebody with a bad haircut, um, that, you know, like it won't be available in the Google Play Store. So they want an alternative where it could still be available. Um, the issue is the Aurora Store is really just accessing the Google Play Store. And so you're not really solving censorship in any way. You're, you're still accessing Google ultimately with that. Sure, you don't have to have it attached to, a, to like a Google account, like a Gmail account, but you're still accessing Google with that. The other part of this that's really important to get out there is... And, and this is where Google was really, really brilliant, and they have sunk their teeth into this much more over the years. Um, Google has what's called Google Mobile Services. Okay, now Google Mobile Services is effectively their cloud that allows you to get. It's not necessarily. I mean, it is where you get apps from and all of that. But here's the real, real center to Google Mobile Services, which gets shortened as GMS, not GSM. That's a phone protocol, but, but GMS. Um, Google Mobile Services is what allows you to get notifications. And they have slowly been making more and more apps dependent upon getting notifications. Well, what, like you got a text Google message services. or something? Yeah, well, text text and phone calls are the only ones that don't use GMS because those are based on a, on a more uh, uh, like wider standard. But yeah, but exact, but that's an example. Like to get a signal message, you need to have GMS. To get a telegram message, you need to have GMS. Now, if I okay. had the option to turn on or off notifications, mm -hmm. and I don't turn on notifications, is it still tracking it? Or when I turn on notifications, that is the key to screw me. 
if if the app is is set up to connect to GMS, it's still going to connect to it uh, at some point. Usually, so, when you set like a do not disturb on a phone, it's just not telling you, but it's still re- sending and receiving. Right. Okay. Uh, let me ask a question while I'm thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. When you do, uh, I get a de-googled phone. You know, mm-hmm. even Rob, they're going, oh, yeah, well, you need to communicate and use Signal. Signal's better than, you know, everything else and Signal because Signal. And I go, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, but it's still a freaking phone number, and they map out my, you know, pirate yeah. network. I mean, you know, how, how great is that? So then yeah. um, if I have notifications that's on that, you know, just the fact that it has notifications using GMS, you know, Google mess- messaging system, whatever it is, if I – um, uh, a mobile system. If I'm doing that, I'm already screwed, even with Signal? Yeah, I, well, I mean, you're not necessarily giving away the the messages that you're writing, but you're you're still, my point is you're still not technically de-Googled, right? Google is still, you're still accessing Google servers. That you're still faster. sending some kind of data, you know, to Google. Um, so that that's the key point there. Now, there are so, for example, okay, uh, like instead of having buying, you know, a, a Google, you know, an Android phone off off the shelf, which will have you know stock Android on it, Google's Android. Um, let's say you go ahead and you put on uh, Lineage OS or you whatever Brax OS, what, whatever you know crap they want to call it. Okay, um, if you don't put the Google Play Store on there. You can still install apps independently. Like there's websites you can go to apkmirror.com. There's 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 varying places where, where you can get apps. But what you'll instantly notice is that the only time you may get notifications is when you like unlock your phone. You won't get them throughout the day. Uh, and that's because hey. with without connecting to GMS, it doesn't know unless you're accessing the app's specific servers. Now there's solutions to this. Uh, like, for example, if you download Telegram from the F-Droid app store, uh, it will leave a little notification in your, you know, in your notification bar at the top of your Android phone. Now, that might look annoying, but the reason that notification is there is because they, the guys who, who developed the, uh, what they call the FOSS or what they call Telegram FOSS, which is just free open source software. That's all that FOSS means. The guys that developed that, they know about this GMS problem. And so they have the app essentially in the background always be running so that it can receive notifications. Now, this drains the battery a little bit, but that's that's the price you essentially have to pay just to get notifications on an app. Ah, Come on, man. It seems like the solution is I don't give a crap about notifications. Well, well, right. I I mean, and that's great, too. Now, I turn off all my notifications. Are you kidding me? I'd be freaking (laughs) be notified all the time. Screw that. So this is the only only thing I got to worry about is I go... Nope, don't care about notifications. All of a sudden, I'm more secure. Take it off. Done. Next. Yeah, I mean, after a fashion, you know. But but my point is, is if we really want to get de-Googled, you know. You got to get off of Google you, GMS. Right. Yeah, you've got to get off of that GMS. And that's possible. Like Graphene OS, which I mentioned earlier, which is an Android, you know, uh, well, it's Android-based. Okay, Graphene OS. Uh, has it completely set up to where there is no access to to GMS. Um, You'll see something, and I guarantee you just about every phone that you've been talking about this week on your show uses a service called Micro-G. And Micro-G is an attempt to get access to that notification server from Google, um, but, you know, not give away as much identifying information as you can. And it's a great thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but let's be clear here. You're not really de-Googled. 
you know, at that stage. Graphene OS is about the only one, uh, only Android uh, uh, compatible system that, you know, would fit the literal mention of the, your, you know, the literal meaning of the term de-Google. Um, so, you know, I, again, I'm bringing all of this up just to say, uh. that, okay, be careful with the marketing language from these people because a, it's not uncensorable because most of the time they're using an app store that is just pulling from Google. Also, your notifications, which most people care about. I mean, I'm with you, Ernie. Like, I, in fact, I'd love to live in a world without notifications. The damn things just drive me nuts, you know, and make me lose my attention span. Um, but most of the, like, your ability to get notifications most of the time is coming from accessing Google servers. So if you think you're not phoning home to the man, as you like to say, Ernie, uh, you're just wrong. You know, you are, uh, you know, pretty much every time. Now, again, like I said, SMS and phone calls, those don't need that because those work on phones, whether they have Google on them or not. Those work on dumb phones. You know? Yeah, I'm not uh, feeling any better either because, you know, sure. I grew up when, hell, the movies were made in the 70s about how AT&T and the whole phone system is freaking tracking, you know, I mean, you know, this is because oh, yeah. they can't. So when yeah, they yeah. went in, do I talk to the representative of technical difficulties, part D. Okay, so we have, um, yeah, it's a, when the battery overcharges, it does the thing, and it goes through the thing, and safety thing of the power thing, go whatever. <laughs> All right, so um, what we wanted, we were getting into the operating systems and uh, of the different phones, and the main thing, let me summarize this, so get caught up here, and it's a good time for me to summarize. If you're going to get a de-Googled phone, he's taking, when you say privacy phone, eh, how private are you when you're, you know, because my thing, I always go, if I can see my screen, they can see my screen. If I'm yeah. logging in, key logger, whatever, you know, don't, the, the the people that get in the trouble the most are the ones that think they're private. You know, just ask any gangster and they got their phone from, you know, the CIA kind of deal or FBI yeah. or whatever. But the... um so anything be hackable. A lot of it's either you, you hide in plain sight or noise or it's called sneaker net. You walk over there and talk to somebody without crap on you. And uh, I'll even turn it off doesn't mean anything because you can't take the battery out. Anymore. I mean, seriously. And then you got, you know, they you know, hell lasers to get the vibration off the leaves standing next to you and they record whatever. I mean, yeah, really need them. I mean, we got to do, you know, brain to brain, you know, firewire or something. I mean, you know, whatever. Go walk two miles in the field naked, and then maybe you'll be all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe not. I mean, you know, I, yeah. so I, you know, it's like a lot of times, yeah, you you go naked out in the ocean, stand there in the surf and talk, maybe you might have a, a, a chance. Or you put on the, the cone of silence underwater. Uh, yeah. Smart. yeah. <laughs> so I, I really am, and when I do these kinds of shows, it's why I'm like, if you're going to be on the list, be on top of the list, it's safer there. The reason is because I'm not looking for privacy as much as mm -hmm. I'm looking for public see. Mm -hmm. I want the public to see. I want to be able to have all my ones and zeros, you know, where they can't delete them and anybody can access them. And, you know, well, we know what you said and did. Good. I pay you 20 bucks to listen to my show, Mr. FBI, <laughs> you know, which, you know, has happened recently. So I'm, I didn't pay him to either. So ha ha ha, I win. But the, um, one thing that I, I, I wanted to make sure that we understood, when we're looking at these different phones, a lot of them, instead of saying privacy, you know, Dr. Sovereign's going, eh, it's not really so correct. What you're really looking at when they say de-Googled, okay, maybe de-Googled, but it's not totally de-Googled. 
So you're talking about the notification. There's some um, uh, communication that goes when you load up some app. They're all or most are using GMS, which is global, uh, 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 Google Mobile, Google Mobile services, services, right? Yep. So yep. that is what goes ping. You know, check your one. Well, First off, I don't need that. If I can stripe that off and the freaking I don't need to know because, damn it, you know, I right. notify and turn that off anyway. But uh, so you're going, if you get an app from anywhere and you need to know that if they have that, you're kind of not totally de-Googled. The other right. thing is, is that when you go, and we didn't talk about this, but one of the uh, segue from the idea that you go to F-Droid, which has all of these, these are good, not phone home apps i guess they picky swear and somebody certifies the whatever something like that then there's another one that i heard what they do is they have some kind of an app that tricks google play into allowing you to download an app from google play without having google play on your and authorized on your phone what the hell good is that i mean you know so well that's the thing that's not going to stop the censorship, right? Because if Google Play delists an app, it's done. You're not getting access to it either. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my, my main thing is that I'm going, if I'm going to go ahead and have, um, I want to get off of the grid, and then the first thing I do is download Facebook, then what was the freaking point, you know? So right. I, I, this is, a, you know, when we went on this trip and we didn't have our Cox home uh, at cox.net at our, our home, and they only give it to you for like a year, and when you don't have an address, mm. and then and you're done. So yeah. I always had all my email because I'm a very bad guy. Gonna be on top of the list, safer there. <laughs> I had all my stuff would be either forwarded to my Ernest Hancock at Cox.net, you know, like my publisher at FreemasPhoenix.com, you know, Cap Mark at whatever the hell, you know, all that kind of stuff. When I have it forwarded there, and I have that and everything else just forwarded to. My Gmail account, okay? So it used to be when I go on the road and everything, I can access it anywhere. It was convenient. I know what's going on. Of course, they're seeing everything and doing, and I know, and there's Ernie. You know, I, I, I know. So I'm going, at some point, there's going to be, well, Ernie was here a minute ago, and now he's gone. <laughs> you know, when does that happen? Well, it's going to start happening here pretty, you know, damn quickly because we're getting – you know, de-Googled phones. Then we're doing, um, we start using different mail services a little bit more than I do now. A little more encryption, a little more. I mean, I'll put some, because what's happened, it was so difficult or a pain in the ass. You've got to be a technologist to be able to do this anyway. You know, you, you, right. you get in with all the geeks and they tell you, and you, you just, well, you just, come show me this just button you guys keep talking about. So that's where the grandma just button comes in. So now I went from, Linux, I mean, from PC, Windows to Linux, great. Love it. Freaking work. Turn it on. Goes work. Yeah. All right? The other thing is, is that when I do um, when I do my phones, I'm kind of getting the feeling that as I get de-Googled, it's going to be kind of the same kind of transition. You're going to have the same function. You get to do kind of an email, you know, uh, hoster or uh, uh, you know, app or whatever you're going to do. You know, some of the stuff that you're familiar with, maybe Signal or something. And, mm-hmm. and then we go ask about, you know, Telegram. We'll get into that a little bit. And then, you know, I need a calendar. I need It doesn't have to be freaking Google everything. 
So I'm right. just I, I don't use Google Drive. I don't. I there may I may have one document somebody send me or something. You want I'm I'm I am totally fine with severing all my email, everything on Google done. It's happened several times anyway. So I'm just yeah. going. You know, and we're done. I need to know what my options are for me and for the audience because we've been focusing on this uh, communication via phone thing. We had some friends. I'll tell you the story. They went out to uh, uh, do some protesting, truckers, convoy going, and whatever. All of a sudden, their AT&T phones they've had around the world with them roaming all over the end, and they're wanting to send a video and, uh, you know, text. of Dad, it's done. Gone. So the first thing is, really? You know, they, they, they shut it down. You go into protest, and they don't like truckers. Well, what happened was it had voice on um, uh, uh, a 3G. It had data on 4G, and they shut down 3G towers, or they shut right. down that capability all of a sudden. They go, right. oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't work anymore. You need a new AT&T phone, you know. So I'm going, yep, so there, there's that. We are so susceptible to their stuff. Then you have phones that they'll have even a double SIM card. You can put two SIM cards and go between two different carriers, or one's a, a carrier and the other one you can use as your SD card. they got to make that clear. I thought there was like three slots. There's really two. You know, it's a SIM card and or, you know, uh, an SD card. So you go, okay. So if I got that and um, uh, and I'm able to, you know, either just take the SIM card out, change it, or just take it out, and I get Wi-Fi, well, then I can do phone calls and communication and texting whatever, using Wi-Fi, assuming you have some connection somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of these options, but in there, there are details of where they're going to get some, you know. And we need to understand how it's working and which operating systems to get, maybe the phone. Because first they say, oh, yeah, the Pixel 3 of Google's Pixel right. Google phone of Google phone, it's oh it's clean, it's good, you can use that one. I'm going, yeah, says you. How the hell would I know? You know? <laughs> no, no, really, it's open. I'm going. I'm not convinced yeah. if they can. <laughs> so this is you know a concern too, and people that have been talking about building actual from the bottom up privacy phones. Well, where do you get the chips? You know, I remember yeah. you know like Think Penguin, our friend Chris Wade. You know, I got a Think Penguin right here, the second one that I've had. Well, the first one that he did, open source hardware, open source software, none shall pass. We get, but now you can't get this board. And they got the trusted module board, you know, master chip, mm-hmm. little squares. You don't know what the hell they do. So it's right. just we are so inundated with this this system of surveillance and control that I'm not expecting that I'm going to be totally private. Yeah, yeah. Or go ahead if you got more. Well, I, you know, that's I, I'm just trying to understand that as much as I can, mm-hmm. that I'm not helping them. But I'm not going yeah. to give out, you know, you know, uh, you know, passwords, you know, on right. even my secure phone because, you know, screw them, I'm not helping. You know, so what Brian yeah. is doing for us is giving us kind of an accurate threat analysis of what's going out there. Exactly. What different operating system and phones that we have and what kind of level of security that we can expect. And the biggest problem security is probably you, you know. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> you know you're just being stupid, and I want that. So I'll give you a good example. I'm in Mexico, and I'm like, you know, my Spanish went the crap over the years. I used to be able sure. to, you know, get by pretty good. 
Um, or I would just forget the nouns for different things or verbs or so on. But um, I go, man, I'm going to need some help. I'm going to download me a, a translator. Yeah, absolutely. Google Translator. Yeah, freaking A, man. They'll sign my crap up. Then you got 15 billion banner ads popping up, pop-ups everywhere. And every time I turn my phone on, well, I you know, deleted that when I got out of Mexico. and get that crap off of there. But, yeah. you know, it's probably residual or whatever. You know, I'm not feeling this phone is anything special. But... I got a Samsung G20, and what happens is I'm looking at this phone. I got this mainly to do have power to do a bunch of stuff, but the storage and the capability for using my Mavic Air 2 drone. So mm-hmm. I get a de-Googled you know, phone. Am I going to be able to do my drones? Maybe not, because they want to geoposition, anal probe. You're not allowed to fly until you get permission from the FAA. And you're not in the whatever. Because when I was in Manchester... I was wanting, they were doing, you know, you're doing a protest, anti-mask thing or something. The drone wouldn't go more than 10 feet up. Nope. You're in, you're in Manchester. You're in the city. You're next to the capital if you're not allowed or something. I don't know what the hell is going on. Right. And I'm going, you sons of bitches. So this is where you know how tied you are to location, Google permissions, blah, 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 and all these different drones and applications integrate with that you know for their convenience of the man saying you can do it so yeah this is where we're at so pick up where you left off and correct any of all the crap i just said wrong sure no i i i think you're on um i mean to be fair the like your you know the technology that drones run on like you know your, your photo drones and, and all the air camera drones and all that uh none of that's like terribly new you know what's new now is that it's less expensive uh, you don't have to create your own entire infrastructure because you can just piggyback off of what, you know, Google or Apple has done and, you know, or what convenient. AT&T and everybody else has done. Right, exactly. So so really, all of a lot of this stuff is only capable because it has become in, inexpensive. You don't have to invest in the infrastructure to do it because it's already there and you're just piggybacking. So, you know, to be fair on that. But um, I think the hardware question is a big one. Like, that's one that we really need to address. And the answer is not pretty on two fronts. One is there's just no way you're going to get away from processors out of, you know, out of China. Like you, you're just not, you can't, you're, you're not going to get away from them. Okay. Maybe you could do South Korea by something by Samsung, but still you're, you're just not going to get away from that production level. It, 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 you know, what do you, what right do you mean? You mean the actual hardware? Yeah. Yeah. Like your actual, like your SOC, your, the actual processor, you know, like the single, you know, processor in your, in your, well, there's more than one, but um, yeah, like your hardware, you're not going to get away from Chinese hardware. It's just like that. That's, that's, a, that's a conceit that we have to make with all of these things. So what's the solution? Uh, there's got to be a law. We need well, Trump to come in and ban and say, and way is just, you know, surveillance of scumbags of whatever. And we got to have a government chip factory of Tesla dojo chip or something. What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get into the solution, but I mean, because the, the, the second part of the problem is that we are in uh, a, a scenario right now with major supply chain issues. So even the solutions that exist are incredibly hard to get your hands on. Um, and and that's, that's a major problem with any of the recommendations that we're bringing up. I mean, look, even what ClearPhone, as far as I can tell, what ClearPhone puts out there, what Freedom Phone puts out there, what a lot of these, you know, uh, independent projects, which I think have you know, like the right mindset, I like I applaud what they're trying to do, you know, but they're all coming from like, what is it? Uh, Umadiji, I think it's the name of the company out of Shenzhen. You know, like I could tell you the model of the phone that they have and you can go and buy it for a hundred bucks off of Alibaba. 
Damn. or AliExpress, you know, yeah. uh, it doesn't have to cost you $500. Like, like, so, and I'm not knocking necessarily knocking anybody. I'm just saying, you know, be clear. Like if you think you're being patriotic or something along those lines and buying these phones, no, everybody, everybody, everybody around the planet. Yeah. Patriot phones that has China. America flag cover and it came from <laughs> Shenzhen. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. So, um, so there's that. Uh, so as long as we accept that conceit that we're just like, and the hardware can still be open hardware. It's just still going to come from, you know, the factories of Foxconn or whatever, you know, like, and, and we just like, that's just the thing that's unavoidable. Um, so I want to make that abundantly clear, but then let's talk about, you know, some of, so there, there's the hardware. We've got that conceit out of the way. Let's talk about some of the actual options that you have. Um, frankly, as far, I mean, and it really depends on like, what are you, what does a person want? Like, are they wanting the government to not see at all? Are they wanting just like Google not to see or the tech giants not to see? Because the answers can be very different within all of that. But I guess where we can ultimately lead to, because everything, every critique that I've made is true of just about everything. I mean, again, there's people doing great stuff. Like uh, there's a guy, uh, uh, Jamin Biconic. He's doing, uh, he's selling like all these different products under the ghost label. Like he calls, uh, like there's the ghost phone, which is essentially a pixel three, a Google pixel three that's opened up and put the, he put Calyx OS on it and all this. And it's great. Like getting away from Google and kind of like what you were saying earlier, Ernie, I mean, the best thing you can do is make it expensive for them, you know, for they, them, those just make it expensive. Like you're, you're not going to get that level of perfection. Okay. Um, so this is true. I, I have yet to run into an Android phone project no matter what os that they're using i've yet to run it and i'm the guy to be clear i'm the guy that literally wrote the security manual for android okay or at least the the open available one yeah. uh to most then that's that's my dark android book okay so it's not like i don't know you know I, I know far too deeply how android operates i mean it's been a major part of my life for frankly the past decade um but i so i haven't seen an android based project yet that like that gets me super, I, I mean, they're, again, their hearts are in the right place, but that gets me like super excited saying, oh yeah, this is secure, this is private, or this is censorship resistant. I don't believe it. Um, one of the, the key things I think that any smartphone needs to have to even be considered to be secure, private, or censorship resistant is hardware switches for every single radio. And when I say radio, right. I mean LTE, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, whatever. It needs to have a physical hard switch that cuts the wire between you know for, between the uh you know the, the antenna and the signal yeah, not a the, soft switch software. for the microphone that the fbi can just turn on okay exactly right okay and we now, know when that you the say, fbi and google can do that when yeah, you say ahead. lte i see mm -hmm. that on the phone a lot now what does that stand for oh boy um now you know <laughs> you ask me now i i i, I, I mean well, what is it i mean is it the phone connection the, yeah 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 it's it's just the it's it's the band it's the frequency used which is 4g lte there actually used to be other types of 4g there used to be 4g y max used to be others lte is is kind of the before 5g was the latest standard um it's just it, it's no different than say like wi-fi a wi-fi b God, it's just a g, communication so. protocol exactly it's a protocol thing. yeah right, got it yep um so uh, yeah, so you want to have the phone that you're getting, and, and actually McAfee was going in this direction where he put on the back the hard switches that, you know, that killed all of those radios, Bluetooth, whatever. And right. again, when you're actually cutting the wire, it's over. 
it doesn't matter what the FBI does. They're not, they're, they can't access or, or read what's coming in, you know, via Bluetooth or anything along those lines. Okay. Or LTE or Wi-Fi or whatever. So that's pretty essential. And there are phones out there that are doing this. There are phones out there that, that have, um, you know, this as, as an option. Okay. Um, and I think that that's pretty essential and there are Android phones that are even doing it as well. Um, so I like that, but the problem is like, you know, what most of the, uh, uh, projects that get any press, most of them are not doing it, uh, at all. So I suppose the best thing for me to do is, is to really cut to the chase because I'm essentially saying that most Android projects aren't really worthwhile. Now, the other reason that I'm not saying they're worthwhile comes down to what you brought up earlier, Ernie, which I think is very salient about how AT&T in the past year just killed 3G. Now, this is creating problems far beyond smartphones because there are um, home security systems, uh, uh... Internet of Things devices, all of which essentially just died overnight because 3G got wiped out. Um, was and, all of 3G AT&T, or are you just talking AT&T connected devices? Yeah, well, just AT&T's use of 3G. And I I mean, this is where things get confusing, um, because I know, like, there's companies who want to, um, like, offer you a, like, a better um, cell phone service that perhaps isn't Verizon, where they're handing all of your metadata over to the government. Um, they most that. of those, That'd be wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> most of those... Um, are just piggybacking off of T-Mobile and AT&T's, uh, you know, they're not lines, they're towers, but I always call them lines mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm old. And <laughs> so uh, they're, they're all piggybacking off of that, which doesn't, you know, make me feel better about any of it. But yeah, so like when a company said, oh yeah, you can independently access our, you know, 3G network. No, their 3G network is, is AT&T and they're just an MVNO, you know, uh, I mean, they're just like, like paying off AT&T to, to, you know, to get use of it. So um so not all 3G is dead, as far as I know, but with AT&T, which is probably having, which probably has the largest span of it, uh, certainly around the world would be a, a major part of it, um, that, that's, that's just off. So what do you do then? And this is a real problem because you could spend, again, like we were talking about earlier, all right, you want to get, you know, whatever phone and it costs $1,000 or to get two of them, it's 2600 landed. Um, you know, even like, like uh, what was that was clear phone, right? Like clear cellular just piggybacks off of AT&T and T-Mobile. So 3G goes or whatever, you know, Wi-Fi sig- or whatever um, um, cellular signal you're using. If AT&T says no, it doesn't matter if you're not paying AT&T, you're done, you're screwed. So I like to think, you know, very long term, especially when you're putting down, you know, uh, in, in the triple digits, you know, or if you're looking at like $500. Um, so the phone that I am going to recommend uh, especially if, you know, you're really wanting to like get into having an independent community and all this other stuff, but still be able to call grandma. Um, Linux phones are, in my opinion, they are finally here. Really? Like, they are finally capable. Um, you have a couple of them. I mean, they're still kind of considered developer, but I've been nothing but impressed with, with how far they've come. They, and they, all of them know they have a long road to go. No one's making any kind of crazy promises uh, with these companies. Uh, like there's I got promised a Go decade ahead. ago I was going to have my laptop and my PC right. and my tablet and my phone and Linux right. base and all going to interface and done. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we're now getting to the point where these things where they are practical to buy. Again, the only issue we're running into now is supply chain only so many of these things can get made, you know, that, that, that fit within reason. 
So that's sort of our main issue at this stage. It's not so much that the technology isn't there. Um, it's just, we do run, you know, like it could take you months to get your hands on one of these after you order one. Um, my personal favorite, there's more than one, but my personal favorite is the, the Pine phone. Um, it's by a company called Pine 64, which they've made like competing boards to the Raspberry Pi, um, you know, and, and, and these kinds of projects. They've actually, they have a lot of very fun projects, but they're dead serious uh, about the Linux phone and they're really pushing hard with it. And I think they're making the right moves. They have the hardware switches on there that are going to kill those radios the instant you do. Not only that, because Pine, because Pine 64 has such a massive developer community around it, uh, including myself, <laughs> like I, I contribute as well, um, because it has that massive developer community uh, and the hardware is open, they also have, again, supply chain issues are a problem, but one of our favorite projects, yours and mine, Ernie, is the LoRa T-Beam, right? Mesh-tastic. Mm-hmm. So they have a board that you can connect to the phone that will allow you to access the low raw bands. This opens up, you know, again, when we speak about the issue that, oh, AT&T is going to kill 3G or they're going to kill this or they're going to kill that. If you're in a smaller community, especially, um, or if you have like some kind of, you know, uh, uh, one point of contact, say with the big bad internet, um, you could just switch to low raw, you know, and your device is still going to work for you. Um, as yeah, what? As, a, as lo- a localized mesh intranet, you know, uh, or yeah. uh, going into, you know, Segway is connecting some way to the internet. Uh, well, it could do both, depending upon what access points you have. If you have an access point to the internet, you could you could use that. Um, it'd probably be pretty slow with LoRa, but the possibility is there. Okay, 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 uh, okay. Let's do. I, I, I don't. I'm going to spend some time. All right, let's do it because I want to make yeah. sure we get some time on that before we run out of time. All right. Sure. <clears throat> this is what we did. There was uh, the ability to have you get these little. I don't know. It looked like a Arduino on a you know mother teeny money motherboard with an antenna. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what it looked like. And what it was, they call it LoRa, which is what low power or long range radio. What does that stand for? Yeah, it, it's just it's it's low power radio. Okay, it's, low it's power radio. radio. Yeah. So you got. Um, low power radio. It's a radio device that will transmit, I guess, ones and zeros that can be turned into audio, video, you know, data, whatever. So I'm going, okay, I, I, I will like this because I know, you know, Dr. Sovereign's got skills and he has a team and you know, a lot of the guys there just kind of think it's cool and whatever. So I said, they're only 27 bucks a piece. I go, I tell you what, I will send you five of these if you can get them kind of meshed, you know, working and do and demonstrate and be and kind of, man, you know, what, what do I got to do? And you know, all right, I can send them, mm-hmm. we'll look at them, you know, whatever. So I send them to him and, you know, he's like, all right, bench testing. We're out here, we can connect them all. All right. Yeah. They work. And I'm going, yeah. all right, this is the use case. In a small community being, say, we're, you know, where Jay is and some of the guys sure. and Becker's out there and doing, you know, so you got – you know, a few miles, maybe five miles around or so on. Or we have friends up in uh, on the Columbia River in Washington State, you know, uh, with um, Canada. And they have a small community there. And it's, you know, maybe 20 miles away, 10 miles away. You have these different farms. And, they, you know, we got we got our livestock and we got our gardens and we got our, you know, uh, little cabins and this and that. And, we're cool. and they got their little thing and they got this little thing over there. The one thing they don't have is they got backup on energy. They got backup on food. They got a backup on water. They got backup on, 
you know, all kinds of stuff, except communication. When they right. go in and the AT&T 3G went off and phone, they, you don't have phone anymore. Life sucks for you. And they go, well, that's bullshit. Well, then you can do what's called packet radio, which is ham radio that you can do encrypted, you know, texting from the 90s. Send code over. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. the people were like, you know, oh, well, you got to have a license to do that. I go, you know, when I need to do it, the license ain't going to matter, okay? You know, I don't, I don't care. So, you know, a lot of these guys get like, well, you're doing it wrong. Can I or can I not buy that hardware? Well, yeah. If I push this button, does it go? Well, yeah. But you didn't get a permission slip. Oh, well, shit, you know? So I'm just like, shut up. So this is, so there's, that's one method. But when you're doing the ham radio thing, other than that and texting, that's a whole other thing. I still want to get more information on that. They were very clandestine about that. But God forbid you encrypt it. The man don't like that. The FCC, oh, you're using ham radio and encrypted stuff. You're so freaking not allowed because that is you get, like, real private communication. They know you're doing it, but they can't do anything about it. So when you're doing ham radio and you're in a small community or your mountain cabin and you got – you know, line of sight or over the valley or over the ridge or whatever, you have friends or neighbors or families, and you got to sit there and monitor the radio. Like, CBs are like this all the time. It'd be like, my, I remember as a kid, my dad, hey, you know, so, so you guys there, answer the freaking, you know, whatever, and, you know, heat the hot tub or something. But, you know, whatever, you got to be there listening to it, all right? Well, I don't want to have to do that, so this LoRa... I need to be able to send a warning, you know, an invitation. I need help on the whatever, you know, come dinner's ready, you know, whatever the hell it is, that that day ones and zeros goes, and it goes to something, Arduino, Raspberry Pi, uh, Linux phone, okay, that where I can get a text message, I can do it, and I can, you know, check it and look at it, not 24-7, I got my eyeballs on it. And I don't have to right. get a notification. So I go and I look at it and I go, okay, here's the message. This is what's happening tonight and whatever. And I check my you know, phone that I got walking around me on the farm or something. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, and that's what I'm hoping for, along with all our IPFS and all our other Google, Google phone, all this other crap. What I'm looking for, can you have an intranet like JackNet? When we go to the Jackalope Freedom Festival, you know, there's no coverage there. Then you have, like, I remember Porkfest, you know, a decade ago, these kids were going, well, I don't got a cell cover. What am I going to do? Well, you might talk to somebody. How about that, you know? So people would interface, and they get there wouldn't be Blueface anymore. Well, now it's starting to get the word Internet or piping in Starlink and meshing out to the, you know, whatever. Well, Derek Slopey went up in the mountains in Arizona, and he took a feed off of a tower and then, you know, broadcast it down. Then you get some guys doing that. Then they do Briar, and they got like a little internet yep. thing and called, yep. you know, JackNet or something like that. So what I'm looking for is that there is outside the internet, don't care. If I have these LoRa devices that I can put a little solar, you know, panel on top of a pine tree and a freaking backup battery of just set it up and put it in a 3D printed case of won't get wet and snow of I don't give a crap, you know, Put it up there, and I got my own little repeater thing. And I can do that every how far? I don't know. You know, I'm hoping I can get a mile or two out of it because I got these little, you know, Beofong, you know, radios that we've been using, and they work pretty yep. good. You can get up, you know, a mile or more, you know, sometimes. Well, I'm going, okay, 
If I can get to where I go from my home using my phone, the interface, I text and it goes through the LoRa, blip, 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 and starts bouncing around farmhouses or cabins or friends in a small community, everybody gets it. It's kind of its own little, I don't know, telegram-type group or something like that. When I got money, we will make this happen. Oh, my God, who does that first? Mm-hmm. Brian, that's the use case. Tell me where you are now what you need to test, how, what's the future, and I might be a Linux phone guy. So tell me what's up. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to add in one quick thing on, on the Linux phone thing as well, particularly like with the Pine phone, though really any Linux phone should be able to do this because Linux is natively a desktop operating system. You can actually like get a dock that you can plug the phone into. I know Samsung can do this too with Android, but um, but you can get a dock where you can plug it in and it will go to your monitor, keyboard, mouse, and all that. And so you're not only carrying your phone with you, you're also carrying your computer with you um, that just has to dock somewhere at any given moment. Um, and I, I think that's a that's an awesome option, especially when we're talking about taking advantage of LoRa, because then you, you have the device that's going to do the sending, you know, in the receiving, you know, like with you at all times, it's in your pocket, you know, as you need it. Um, and you don't have to, like, run to a specific station to be able to access, you know, to send a text via LoRa or something like that. So, I mean, um, you have to have your, like, USB 3-point, you know, docking thing to plug into somebody's computer, you mean? You you need the dock to – the computer is going to be the phone, but you need the dock to be able to plug in just the monitor, keyboard, and mouse. Okay. Um, but everything else gets done on the phone, and I, I think that's a wonderful thing. Like, I, th- I think that's great, okay? Uh you know, again, especially because, like with LoRa, you know, so where we're at right now with LoRa, just just to you know, kind of bring this in, um, it's getting more than two devices to repeat, you know, the same message, and testing out the distance. Now, LoRa can actually operate itself can operate at different frequencies, and the lower you go, you know, like like the better range you're going to get. Um, So it's no different than Wi-Fi, where you have 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz. 2.4 gigahertz has greater range, but it's not as powerful as, say, 5 gigahertz, and so it's not as fast, say. Um, So, again, it it can depend upon what your use case is for this. My use case is text. I am not wanting to send pictures, videos. I'm not. It's like the British are freaking coming, okay? I need to know the the, watch out, the tornado, be of, and oh, my God, your ex-girlfriend's coming over, you know, run. (laughs) I mean, something, you know? Yeah, so so that's totally possible. Um, Like, I've sent sent a text between these devices, okay? Now, not a Linux phone. I didn't test it with that, but it was with the Raspberry Pi and, you know, between other things. So, like, and so the, the, uh, I'm not going to say the apps. I don't like where the apps are at is that, that are capable of doing this, even on Linux. But our best chance of getting the, the apps that do it exactly the way we want is on Linux. So for it to, you know, for you to already have a Linux phone, you know, is, is a great thing. Because you're not, you know, if you already bought the Linux phone, you're not buying any extra hardware necessarily other than the low raw adapter, perhaps. Well, how much are these Linux phones? Um, so the Pine Phone Pro, which is their, like, their new one, um, that one runs around 500 But again... You're also buying a Linux computer with this. It's something that's good, that can last you, you know, and because, and with the low rock capabilities, it's not something where you have to worry in three years. Well, what if they turn off 4G? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I, think well, I mean, what's your capability? Mar- it's got, you know, blah, 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 phone, selfie phone, SD card slot. Yeah, I mean, oh, what yeah. are we looking at? Yeah, all that. Uh, it has like the Pine Phone Pro specifically has like 128 gig onboard storage, which is great. 
Um, I mean, sure, it'd be awesome if it's a terabyte, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you can easily add on, you, you can plug in a hard drive. That's not hard. Um, you know, it has USB-C. Um, it has a micro SD card slot that can do up to two terabytes whenever we get those kind of SD cards. Um, you know, six-inch screen. I mean, just about everything you'd expect from a modern smartphone. Is I here. have a terabyte SD card for the Pirate Box. Are you freaking kidding me? There you go. Pop I'm that like, right into your you know, Linux phone. That, that was a, I remember... Back in the day, oh my God, he has two gig on these four computers sitting in the whatever. Back in early night, I'm going, ooh, you the man, you know. And I'm going, I get a terabyte on a freaking my the size of your thumbnail. It's insane. Seriously, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, it has everything you know that that you would expect. Um, you know, for for a modern smartphone. Now, the only to be clear with. So, all right, let me finish up at the LoRa. With the LoRa, it's, again, testing the repeater and testing distance. That's where we're at. Um, and, you know, that that as well, like, the software that interacts with it can be a whole hell of a lot better. Like, a lot of work can be done there. But it is possible right now. So I know when I show up on Declare Your Independence, I need to talk about what can be done right now, not what can be done in two years or five years or 20 so, so I'm well, making sure. Well, we, you know, I'm keep... willing to wait next week. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, th- the main thing is is that I'm hoping that by this summer, because I'm feeling it. I, I feel the yeah. time. You know, time is a ticking. You know, right. And um, and that was the whole point of Freedom is Phoenix. You know, the the rebirth of freedom. Freedom is Phoenix from the ashes of Lady Liberty's torch. Well, I'm feeling yeah. the flames, man. It's getting. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're, there's some ashes. You know, and it kind of. Started. I'm going. I'm literally looking at it when all of the Antifa Portland crap, and I'm going, "Yep, this is kind of what I was talking about." Here we go. So by this summer, I would think that, yeah, yeah, we're going to a freaking war. I mean, they're threatening World War Three, and what? I'm not getting all freaked out, but I'm like, "What? There's sure. worse things than mushroom clouds." To be honest, you know, sure. like you know, mushroom clouds in your mind of being hopeless and helpless and. You know, and the man's going to save you crap. I give you all kinds of yeah. problems. But if I could have, certainly by this summer, and it could be a good demo at Jackalope the first weekend in August, or at our mm-hmm. friends up in Washington, or at Porkfest mm-hmm. in June, that would be awesome. You get this by Porkfest, and it'll spread across the country, and hell, they'd be all buying just like those those radios that we got. I remember when everybody bought, you know, sold out of those years ago, you know, just to have them, you know, so oh, I when been... like, yeah, when COVID started, those bow fangs were gone. Uh, you know, I mean, for example, like, like they just disappeared. They, they, um, they work well. I have them, you know, I oh, don't I use them. them all the time, but I mean, when I need it, I need it. So yeah, I always keep one around. Yep. This is uh yeah, you know, the kids go ATV and what I'm going to pull that out. All right. This is a real, yeah. this isn't a poly walkie talkie. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know like let a, me, let me bring up something quicker. And I mean, you made a great, great point about like, say with what's happening in Ukraine, um, you know, everybody got all hot and bothered about, uh, or excited, I guess about Elon Musk, like bringing in Starlink satellites. Yeah. You're enslaved. Internet, <laughs> which, which is nonsense. All he did was he brought in a better targeting system for Russia's missiles. Like, because again, anytime you're like accessing a satellite like that, that that's a beacon and that's a beacon that, that modern weapon systems can track. Like it, it was, fo- it was foolish. You essentially send up a huge beacon where every, you know, independent communication network was. Um, so, you know, going with something in the, I bring this up because it's a great case of why you want LoRa, why you want your local network, local like mesh network, because it's a network that doesn't turn into a targeting system. 
um, you know, because it's not just shooting up to satellites and whatever else. Like it's something that's all being done terrestrially. That's wonderful. So I, I, anyway, just adding that in. Well, give me, you know, um, a use case scenario. Let's say a good mm-hmm. example. You know, Pork Fest is a good example. Sure. You have, um, you know, top of the hill, uh, family, whatever area, tent area, way up at the top there up there. You go way to the back where the RVs are, you know, back in the, you know, the back row way back there. You go mm-hmm. to the pavilion and you go to Agora Alley. Okay, so this is, if I was to walk all of those, that'd be a good, you know, uh, well, probably a quarter mile from one yeah, sure. to another. But, you know, to walk the perimeter, maybe a half mile, mile, something like that. So it's, a, you know, a good little test area. I mean, it's not like villages of. It'd be nice if you had one in Lancaster also and at the, mm-hmm. you know, Santa Village or some crap like that. But, I mean, to demonstrate LoRa and the mesh networking, that would be a really good example of what happens at Jackalope because it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's not as, you know, it's like out in the forest. I mean, so it's not like you got this section and that road and this, you know, camp spot. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's out in the forest. But it's kind of that, you know, about that size area. So I'm going, okay, if I had um, five of these LoRa devices, mm-hmm. I would, you mesh them up. I would interface with one of them, and the signal would be broadcast on all of them that would end up where how? Yes. So, I mean, like that, that repeater ability is, is one of the things that I'm working on. Um, but it would, it would be sent through that low raw signal, and it would bounce around to, like, they would essentially just, it, I mean, it would be spray and pray, but whatever other low raw antenna could pick it up, would then send it elsewhere. And like the software itself, you know, the texting app, whatever that happens to be, um, would have, you know, a, a, a device identifier. So it would know what device to land on. Um, so it's like so a phone that, number or an address or somebody supplied you. This yeah, is my yeah ID it's, like a, or... it's like a Mac ID on, on a computer. Okay, um, that, that's what I was wondering. Because right. what I need is I need to be able to send a message. Yep. Run! You know, I send yeah. a message and then... Um, be received on my other Linux phone, you know, my yes. whatever the hell. And I look yeah. at it, and there I got it. And I can see who it came from. This is right. what you're talking about, right? Yeah, and that's exactly how it would work. It's just there would be that identifier, um, and there's no need for it to be any anywhere near as, like, personable as a, uh, you know, um, as, a, as a telephone or anything like that. But it's, it's just an identifier, you know, for the device. Okay. How long are we looking at, you know, for a demo? Can you make it by Porkfest? Oh, boy. Um, I will try. You know, it, in the development world, like, it, it's very hard to make promises. Um, but, I, you know, I, we're certainly working on it. Yeah. No, I, I you know, I'm you know, i telling you, man, once you get this going, you know, pimp it. Maybe we can even, yeah. I mean, I'm not all about monetization, but I am about, you know, if you can make some money, I don't give a crap. You know, but yeah. my problem yeah. is, is that when everybody goes for monetization, that becomes such a primary focus and takes up so much time they never get anything done. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. I, I want to comment on that quickly because I, most of the projects that I see as far as like, you know, these de-Googled phones and everything else, um, they, there are a lot of promises that are being made of what's going to come in the very near future. Right now, when you're spending the, the, pri- the price tag that they ask for, because I've already told you what model phone they are and what they actually cost, 
you're kind of funding that future development. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but what I am suggesting here is stuff that already exists and you can put money into communities that are already making what we want. And, you know, we don't have to necessarily wait. Like, yes, I want to make a, you know, I want there to be a better app um, and a better infrastructure for like low raw radios to communicate with each other. Sure. But technically it all can, it, it all works right now, technically, you know, um, I mean, I, I'm just kind of operating on things that, that, you know, make a little more sense for use cases that, you know, that we talk about. Um, so there's no, this isn't nothing being talked about here is okay. This will be ready, you know, 10 years down the line, or this will be ready next year. No, no, no. Like this is all stuff that can be done right now. Um, and can be purchased, say, right now, supply chain issues being what they are, um, you know, because you might have a hard time getting your hands on some of these things, but it's not because they don't exist. So, that, yeah, that, that's a really key thing to understand is that when you're paying like a lot of these high price tags, a lot of times you are funding the future development of these things. I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but if you're looking for the here and now, well, here's the here and now. Well, do you have the team, the tech guys to actually, you know, can help and do this or you need me to recruit people or... I mean, what do you need? I want to get this done. This needs to yeah. be done by this summer. Porkfest is a good time. That's end of June. I'm like, right. you know, I mean, you know, damn, that's what, you know, one, two, three, four. I mean, hell, we're four months away. I mean, damn. Yeah. Yeah. When, when it's at the stage of where like development help is needed, um, I'm going to make the clarion call. And I, and I know you'll be answering and, and helping out, you know, with, with finding the, you know, the right people or any, um, so that's, you know, but again, it's, it's not there where, the, where I think like the, the development side needs to be there. Um, again, it's more testing the, the capabilities at this point. The capabilities of the hardware. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you know, is it like, I, okay, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I remember when, um, there was, uh, we were doing our radio show and, uh, uh, there was a, a supporter, a libertarian, and he was a super geek, IBM, blah, blah, blah guy in Tucson. Well, mm-hmm. when I first started doing radio in 03, a libertarian on freaking the major media market on the morning show, when the hell has that ever happened, you know? Yeah, right. So he was um, taking, we would do, ooh, we were, you know, putting it on the internet, and ooh, we're streaming that you could, you know, you know log into the radio station, and ooh, MP3, what the hell is that? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> So what he would do is he would you could listen to the radio uh, show online, and he would he went to Radio Shack and got a little FM transmitter, yep. wired a, a wire antenna between a couple of trees in his backyard, and he was getting a mile or two ranges neighborhood and marketing kind of whatever. And I'm going, all right, all right, all right. How? Yep. Why were you doing it? What was the capa? It was the antenna. So I'm going to these Loras. You know they they may have a, a distance challenge, but I'm going. You know if we're going to be putting them up and we're getting serious about this crap, man, I'll run me an antenna. You know I mean is yeah, that right. is that one of the things that can be done? Or are we talking about it's in a certain wavelength that doesn't matter and you're, you, you, there's no place to plug in a big antenna on your phone? I mean what are we looking at? Well, yeah, well, probably, I mean, distance is one of the things that needs to be tested. And at that stage, then, yeah, we there there may be a point where, okay, there's a certain custom, uh, say, hardware that where, where you could have like a base station of sorts that has greater range than these little boards, yeah. you know, that we're testing with. Yeah. Um, th- th- but that's that would be something for a little further in the future. 
But the idea right now is to have these $20 devices that anybody could get their hands on and just create that network. Um, I mean, and, and that look, would it's be possible. sick. That would be like unfair to the man. At least make oh, yeah. $40 or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, for, and for example, I mean, just, just to show that, like, look, this is totally possible. Like, Amazon, while they're not using what's technically low rot, they've already done this in Los Angeles with only 300 devices. They are able to have um, all of their, you know, whatever Amazon specific devices they had, they can communicate with each other across the entire city of Los Angeles with only 300 devices, you know? And so like, that's again, this, this concept of mesh networking and doing it over large areas, it's not theoretical. It's, it's being done right now. Um, but now it's just, okay, we got to get it into, you know, the hands of the people. Um, well, you start by giving it in the hands of sovereign tech and then you freaking get to meet people. Okay. <laughs> so right. this is how close or I mean, what is it that you need to develop? Just some bench testing, some field testing, uh, have time. I mean, you know, what are you looking at? Yeah, it, it's, it's a matter of time. It's, it's a matter of time at this stage. Um, as far as making like prettier apps and then getting involved in, you know, something that would like really make a lot of sense today on a Linux phone, if we wanted to go that route. Um, certainly there's some hardware that needs to be acquired for that. Again, it's hard. Do you need an app writer? Uh, yeah, eventually that, that'll, that'll become a part of that. Yes. Um, and there'll need to, there'll need to be a team that has to test things. Um, like one of the reasons well, I, no, I, I, you know, I have these Go guys ahead. over the years in mind, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, one guy I got in mind, he's, you know, he try, tries to keep a really low profile. He's the one that did the original silver calculator and our oh, yeah. original apps, you know, for the show and Freemans yeah. Phoenix and everything until Google said I had to do it on never mind through you. Right. But the, um, uh, but he works for the government. You know, he's mm-hmm. in one of the big agencies of doing the tech. And this is kind of his freedom thing. And I sure. tap on him. I go, yeah, you really want to screw the man? You know what I mean? You want to help with it? You know, we need an app for this. And, you know, and and he would work with you. I mean, he's worked with Derek before and these guys. Yeah. So um, uh, so I'm thinking, I go, if you have a cool project like this, go save the planet. He'd be all over this kind of crap. This is what he's waiting on. Ernie, how come you haven't called me yet? I mean, you know, yeah, that right. kind of thing. So you yeah, got to so- let me know what you need. You bet. Yeah. I mean, because we'll need security testers because I mean, like one of the reasons I don't get excited about Bluetooth projects or Bluetooth mesh networking projects, I used to, but I don't anymore because it's just been proven to be such an insecure standard. Um, Like, I mean, on every device I can, I turn off Bluetooth as fast as I can. Um, So, you know, getting into LoRa and then, you know, making sure that that's, you know, everything, the way the apps are communicating over that standard and all that, making sure the apps are, you know, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of security testing. to get. Okay. So before we get too far off and before you go, The um, you're, we got on the, the LoRa thing because it would interface, you think, easily, more easily with the Linux phone. Correct. You know, and that you know, your power is going to be come from this Linux phone. Now, the Linux phone, where are we on that? So that's again, that's that's at a very usable stage, like as in you can you can buy one, you can pop in your SIM card. I mean. You know, we, we didn't get to get into it. Like there, there's SIM card options to discuss. Like I wanted to bring up stealth.link, but that we, we can do that another time. Um, but uh, so, yeah, the, the smart, the, the Linux phone is ready. The only thing it doesn't necessarily have are perhaps all of the apps that people want. The fortunate thing is that, you know, because that's where a lot of people have not wanted to get on board with a third uh, option in the smartphone ecosystem. Everybody just wants Apple and Google because all the apps work. Well, 
I mean, Google just last week reported, I think it's up like 200%, the use of what are called progressive web apps. What this is, the, hell is that the service that you use, it's just, it's just in the website. It's in the mobile website. And so anything you want to do on your phone is in the mobile website. Okay. Um, and so like the, the concern that, well, you know, a third, like a Linux phone, there aren't going to be enough apps for that. You're not, you don't need apps. I know it's going to be a phone, right? Do. It's going to like, I call and somebody answers, right? Yeah. I mean, can I do text like, with it? Yes. Can yeah, I, I mean, the Linux phone already like has. like a calendar or, you know. Yeah, can, it'll have all that. Well, then yeah, what the have... hell? I don't give a crap about other shit. How many yeah, freaking well, apps just... you got on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't ask that question. <laughs> God, you know, you yeah. guys have to have page after page. If I delete, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, it's amazing to me, you know, yeah. how much I, you know, stop. You're killing me. I just no, need I'm, I'm, I a freaking it dials. I'd like to be able to text. I'd like to be able to send files or data yep. or, you know, like video or, you know, a picture or something. Um, yeah. All of these things are, are capable right now. Um, you know, and, and like with the Pine phone specifically, it's using what's called Manjaro Linux, a version of that, uh, which is based on Arch Linux, which in me, to many people's mind is like the gold standard of Linux distro. So right what are you going to so, tell me? I can't load Facebook or something? Well, I mean, I mean on, on the web browser, you could like, but yeah. So, so my, I mean, my point Don't is, is that, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but you know, my point is, is that really all you need, you need something that can send SMS. You need something that can make phone calls. And it can do both of those. And then you just need a web browser, you know, because once you have the web browser, you've got access to all kinds of things. But it's not only that. Again, you have access to many years worth of full on, you know, Linux uh, uh, applications. Um, and then, you know, again, it can also be your computer at the same time. Just plug it into you the You get to where it can run the pirate box application for IPFS and um, and I get a mesh network on it and I'll pay a billion dollars for it. Sure. Well, I think the best chance for any of that stuff happening is on a traditional Linux distro, not on Android. Um, so okay, when you say distro, you geeks that use all these words. What does distro mean? Oh, so Linux is just a kernel, right? Like li oh, Linux kernel, shit. As long yeah. as it's got a kernel. What the hell's a yeah. kernel? Uh, he's a guy that sells chicken. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Linux is... Like when, when you experience, there's a lot of different flavors of Linux and like with Windows, Windows is an operating system. What the operating system can do is totally based on what's coded within what's called the kernel, which is, you know, essentially what, what, what the, the central processing unit, you know, will, will access and, and send off. So all capabilities come within the kernel and what's written into the kernel. Um, I know that that's not like super helpful, but, <laughs> but point being, so distros is you have a lot of different types of Linux. Like you have, um, you know, you have Ubuntu, you have Fedora, uh, you have Arch Linux. And these, they call Mad, these whatever. distros, which is just a shorthand for distribution. Um, and basically because the Linux kernel is open source, you, you know, you can create your own operating system to, to tailor and, you know, fit your own needs which is a great and wonderful thing. And that's why Linux is so popular. Um, so the, the, anyway, that's the trying to do the, like the short version of that. So, <laughs> all right. So I get the, um, um, uh, a, a Linux phone. Yeah. One of the things about getting a, a Linux device is that two years later, it still runs Linux and a bunch of other stuff where mm -hmm. if you get, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, 3G is not working anymore, or it doesn't do this, or it doesn't do that, mm -hmm. and you can't access, and it's too slow, or whatever. 
And, um, you know, my Linux computer, my Think Penguin computer, I'm just like, God, I love this thing. Because I'm yeah. just, I'm, you know, I open the box, I put in the password, it's mine, and hell, I didn't even change the password. You know, I don't care. You know, I just, right. uh, you know, I'm on top of the list. So I just like, but it works. It doesn't crash all the time. I mean, you know, it's not perfect, but, man, my Windows, I just, oh, man, I do. You know, where's that oh, baseball bat hit any key, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that Linux phone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it can interface with the phone system and however much yep. brain damage that, you know, surveillance there is. But sure. I can, you know, get apps that can do a lot of the stuff that I want to do and I don't care. And um, uh, you feel that you can be pretty safe and use uh, like Signal on it? Well, Signal would be an issue um, because Signal is a phone very number. specific. Yeah, well, there's that. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Signal in the first place. Um, like Telegram, you would certainly be able to do. I'm not going to claim Telegram is secure, and Telegram has its own issues. They they banned RT today. Um, but wow, uh, yeah, yeah, that was actually a pretty nasty bit of business there. Um, even when you independently install Telegram, like they still banned it. Uh, so anyway, well, that that's a whole other story. Wow, but. Um, you know, you do run into, you have options on Linux that are secure communications. Yeah, put and that story up, Donna. Telegram banned RT. That's definitely Freedom's Phoenix news break. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all right. Because, um, I mean, that message has to get out there. It's such an important thing. Like, okay, sure, I, I'm right with you. I'm right there with anybody. Screw Russia. But anything being done against Russia right now, pay close attention to that because that can be done to anybody else. Oh, you know, oh yeah. yeah. No, you think you're... You know, any step away from Russia getting banned and right. you're a dissident, how far do you think that's from you? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you have a financial and cyber warfare dress rehearsal going on right now, yeah. you know, with, with this whole situation. And, you know, again, take notes, everybody, because it's just a matter of time where that gets You think deplatforming you. and demonetizing and all that kind of crap was bad? Wait till we get to a war. I keep saying that. Well, of course, yeah. no, I was you're right. Anarchapoco, they go, we're already at war. You know, it's been a cyber war, this war, that. Here we go. So this is like why we're doing this kind of stuff is so that it can't be censored. IPFS, it can't right. be censored. We have the mesh network, right. it can't be stopped. You know, it can't. Right. I need can't. Can't, yep. can't, can't. Because if they can, they are. Yes. Yeah. So I put no faith in, certainly when it comes to smartphones, I put no faith in the duopoly of Apple and and Google or Apple and Android. Um, And I think, you know, our only option is to go with open source hardware and completely open source software, even at the operating system level. Uh, And Linux phone is really the only major response for that right now. All right. So if I was to focus on a Linux phone, Working, interfacing with the being the computer and uh, communication device with a uh, Lora mesh network, mm-hmm. and oh my God, you make it a pirate box also. That would be awesome because we have the pirate box that Thomas and the guys are working on pirate box project. You know that's a Linux, you know, little bitty main containerized. Put it on your freaking phone and boom. Right. You, know, you do that. You know, score for the humanity. Yeah. You know. All right, what do you need? What kind of help you need? You said, I heard it. Everybody watch, I got video. You said, yep, you shook your head. You know, <laughs> I want to hear your whining crap. What do you need? Well, we'll uh, we're, we're going to have to sidebar on that, Ernie. Uh, but, I mean, I will definitely be giving you the list, and I know you know the people. All so. right, we're going to sidebar. 
We're done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know he's got to go, and I want to get this yeah. done. All right. Hey, thanks, man. Hold on a second. Let's go ahead and go out here. But I'm you just like, you know, this is so freaking, are you kidding me? You know, I want, we we need to have this done, like, you know, not later. And I'm, yeah. I'm so excited about, you know, the possibilities that we have that I want to, I, you know, what do you need? Oh, well, you know, to save the planet's going to cost me $2,200.13. I'm going, well, shit, that's all you have to say. You guys go, I'm going, what the hell? You know, well, if I had some of these, with boom, you got five. Now what? You know, well, a Linux phone. How many do you need? Boom, now what? Yeah, I would, I'm going to eliminate all your freaking now what's and then what? Okay? I don't, don't even shake your head and say, yeah, and ready to say all this crap. You didn't think I wasn't going to freaking be on your ass. You know, so we get the guys going. So all right, so that's what's coming, and we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep the pressure on the button for, um, uh, you know, maybe pork fest, and then the different summer festivals will demonstrate. And uh, who's speaking doesn't matter. We're demonstrating Lowra Tech. Woohoo! <laughs> all right, hold on, Brian. Brian, I'll be right back. All right.